Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a Hey, and welcome to the Dork Forest. I'm Jackie Cation, your host. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. If you enjoy a determiner, FamilyPetAncestry.com will take you to JackieCation.com. It is January of 2016, so I'm asking people again if they want. If you enjoy the show, donate to the show. There's a donation button on DorkForest.com. There's a donation button on JackieCation.com. I'd love to get 100 bucks a year from everybody. 10 bucks a month? 10 months? That'd be awesome. If you can't do it, don't worry about it. There's other ways to support the show. You can talk it up. You can order merch from JackieCation.com. There's CDs, DVDs, and T-shirts, all American-made, all union-made. So they run big because they're made by Americans. And other than that, you can use the Amazon banner if you order from Amazon US through JackieCation.com. It's on the right-hand side. You just click through to Amazon, and I get a kickback. So... It doesn't cost you any extra. I just get a percentage. So it's kind of awesome. On JackieCation.com, there's plenty of videos to watch me do stand-up comedy, see what kind of comedy I do if you have never seen me do stand-up. And there's also my schedule if you want to come and see me live in your town. This week, I will be in Tacoma, Washington at the Tacoma Comedy Club, one of my new favorite clubs around the world. Other than that, there are premium episodes on the band camp. Those are live episodes of the Dork Forest. I have two more live episodes that are scheduled, one in San Francisco and one here in Los Angeles. And those are coming up. And this is a, this is a very special, the Dork Forest, by the way. This is the Dork Forest, the next generation. So TDF, TNG, you guys. This is a friend of mine's daughter who is a huge dork and an awesome kid and we're going to talk some fan fiction, so let's get into it. Did I do the credits? I don't think I did the credits before we get into it. Um, Mike Rickbert composed and sang that song, The Dork Forest. He'll sing his words to the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio, and Vilmos fixes the website. All right, let's get into it. Enjoy. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm back in my living room. It's the first or uh, second episode of The Dork Forest of 2016, and I'm here with the the very first The Dork Forest, The Next Generation. So <laughs> we're going to go. I, I'm just going to call you by your fanfic name because you're under 18, and it's Fishy Dwaros, mm-hmm. D-W-A-R-R-O-W-S. Yes. And it's on archiveofourown.com. Mm-hmm. All right. So talk to me about any dorkdom. Who cares? Oh, well. What's your, here's the thing is, is you like almost all the same things I like. Yes. But you have dived into them head first. Oh, yes. I. What's the first one? Lord of the Rings. That is my foremost fandom, I would say. Right now, I've written a couple of fanfics. Oh, good. Oh, there we go. So, so, I mean, the thing is, I like about fanfiction is that you write. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to write. It's like reading. Whatever you're reading, that's mm-hmm. fine. You know how to read. So I'm a big fan of whatever you're reading. So you have read The Hobbit. I have read The Hobbit, and I've also seen and own all of the extended editions and normal editions of The Hobbit trilogy. Right. And did you listen to the director's commentary? I have listened to all of the director's commentary of Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Sadly, there's no cast commentary on The Hobbit, which is... Is there cast commentary on The Lord of the Rings? There is, and it's 
very amusing. All right, because they're having the time of their lives or what? What makes it? So did you read them first and then watch the movies or watch the movies and then read them? Actually, um, I saw Lord of the Rings first. My dad forced me to watch it and sure. I didn't like it at first. And then the Hobbit movies came out and we went and saw them and I thought they were okay. Right. And then Battle of the Five Armies came out and in the process of watching it, I kind of got attached to a certain pairing and then that kind of uh, a fan fiction pairing yes okay. a ship yes which uh ship uh, bag and shield which is thorn oak and shield and bilbo baggins all right there you go and, bag and shield i love the ship names uh-huh. it's a uh, it, it it means um they're a friendship or a relationship mm-hmm. right and sometimes it is sexual and sometimes yes. it is not right yes you can write it any different way and there's a whole bunch of other ones too you get the oh, you can just you can have like a Orgy and it'll be fine. <laughs> right, right, right. Cause it's, <laughs> it's, it's fiction. Yeah, it's fiction and it's fan fiction. So it's fine. So you can, you can write any story about any bunch of people. So you were excited about Thorn Oak and Shield mm-hmm. and Bilbo Baggins. Yes. So did that make you read the books? Uh, yes, actually. I, we finished watching it and I had, I went back and saw it, um, four more times and then I, Thought I'm, so that's 12 hours. Yeah. <laughs> and I had never actually read or written fan fiction for like any other fandom before. Like I have, I've read like one other and it's like Harry Potter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But that was it. And so I, that's really how reading fan fiction actually got started for me because I delved into that and I had never really done it before. So I, Looked and I just picked the first one that was on the list and okay. it was really well written and it was 80 chapters. Wow. And that was a benefit. <laughs> and so that kind of ruined my standards. So now every time I read something, I kind of hold it to that one. Oh, right. Cause you've read well written fan fiction and now you're like, mm-hmm. Oh, this is bad sentence structure. Yes. I can't actually read this. Yes. This is hard. Sometimes, unlike a book, when you have to like maybe get in like six chapters to see if it's bad or not. Right. You sometimes, if you read the first sentence of a fan fiction, you just know it's not going to be good. It's like, not going to go there. The summer, the, sen- the summary could be like really, really interesting. And then you read, you read it and you just feel really disappointed and sad. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, I have tried to read some fan fiction because mm-hmm. I, and it was mostly Harry Potter fan fiction mm-hmm. when I, when I started it because it's, I, it's Harry Potter and you want more things to happen with the people in Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And little did I know that JK Rowling is willing. She's willing to have more things happen with Harry Potter. She's <laughs> like, go for it. I don't care. I'll, I'll even write some. <laughs> and it's almost like she's writing her own fan fiction at this time. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm kind of psyched about it. So when did you read the, the, the actual Tolkien books? Um, I read them in seventh grade, which was uh, a couple of years ago, a couple right? of years ago now. And uh, I read the Silmarillion in eighth grade and it took me three months because I had to keep reading it during lunchtime and when I wasn't done with homework in class. Right. And so, and it, Silmarillion has very, um, I'd say very heightened language. And so even though it's not that long, cause I have a small version of the book, it has such complicated language yeah. that it takes a while to read everything. Yeah. Do you have, do you have an abridged version? I don't. I just own the actual Silmarillion. But it's small? What do you it, mean it's small? They, they sell different copies of it. And so mine was like the fine print without any pictures or anything kind of paperback oh. book. Oh yeah. That's the one I have. Yeah. It's uh, okay. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So yeah, it took me 
I think I read it in college and mm-hmm. it took me a, at least three weeks to read it. And mm-hmm. I had a full caseload of other, but I was also doing a class. Mm-hmm. So he would go through it with us, which mm-hmm. was blessed. You were reading it not for class or anything? No, no, no just, just, just for myself. Okay. So this is, so in eighth grade or ninth grade, you were reading the Silmarillion. Mm-hmm. Had you read the Lord of the Rings? I had, I, I read the Hobbit first, like, my dad had read The Hobbit to us before the movies came out, and I okay. w- I didn't listen to him at all. And he was like, "Oh no, Thor and Oakenshield died." And I was like, "Oh no, that's Ooh. okay." Okay. And then I reread it. And I'm Spoiler like, alert, guys! And then I reread it. And I was like, "Oh no, Thor and Oakenshield died." <laughs> and then I read Lord of the Rings, and I and uh, after I had watched the movie, and I I recognized the differences that they had made for the plot. And I fell in love with a side character that dies in two chapters. Which uh, side character did you fall in love with? Hama. I love. He's um, he's a man from Rohan. Yeah, and he. Yeah, he's one of my the, favorite he's one side of characters. Yes, he is. He's um, he's you the fell captain in love with of the Hama? guard. He's the captain of the guard. Go for, for it for Theoden, and he squabbles with Aragorn over his sword. Is he in the movie? He is. He gets mauled by a warg in about five minutes, and it made me very upset once I realized. That was him. Right. Well, that's the whole thing. You had to realize that was him. Mm-hmm. Because even in the book, which I've read a dozen times, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's not in it a lot. He's, you no, know, he's in like three chapters and he dies, but he's the one who he's essentially- in like three paragraphs. Yes, but he's, <laughs> but he like what, snaps out Theoden from his kind of uh, right, he, Saruman stuff because- Yeah, because uh, he brings the sword and he- and Yeah. He's, yeah, Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so you're like, okay, I like this guy. He's a good hero. And Aomer also reminds Theoden when they're talking to Sodomon again at Orthanc that think of the deaths at Helm's Deep. Think of Hama, whose mound you put the right, dirt on first. Right, and right, That yeah, kind yeah. of so snaps him out of it. It's definitely and, referenced. It's very dear to my heart. Right. I <laughs> felt I liked Faramir. I, I like Faramir. Um, I, uh... Granted, I read the books way before the movies and mm-hmm. the terrible casting and what they horribly did to him in the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I clearly, I mean, Faramir is the mm-hmm. biggest hero next to Sam as yes. far as I'm concerned. But uh, do you like any of the Hobbits? I, I love all the Hobbits. I I think it's, I love their, um, the way they live. And I like how easygoing they are, but it's very interesting, especially when it's explored in like fan fictions and such. The, I would say, uh, prejudice that they actually have, because it's mentioned in the book. They're like, oh, Bag End is a queer place and queer folk live there and such. And oh, like as opposed like to Brie? Like- uh, well, Brie is a bit more open minded, but there's also like thieves and stuff, but they're just so, it's like a small town. So everyone got It's super homogenous. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, it's more like Japan in the 50s. Mm-hmm. Mm, 1850s? Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. so, but, uh, <laughs> the, uh, so you, you, in fan fiction, they do a lot of exploration of yes. essentially how small town Bag well, End is. There's and, and- a, a whole bunch of different things that fan fiction can do. Uh, fanfic can take a throwaway line in a story and expand on just that scene. And they can also go into extreme depth due to someone's meta or something. Uh, and they can expand on what they want to see. And then in turn, sometimes it can be what other people want to see. Right. For example, um, yeah. Uh, a fan fiction, which I love and I'm friends with the author. It's called Mm -hmm. Sansuk. And spell Sansuk. S A N S U K H. K H. And it's by Detter Mamfid. 
It's on Archive of Our Own and fanfiction.net. And okay. it's a canon-compliant uh, Lord of the Rings fanfiction. And it's what does that mean? So essentially, canon-compliant means that it it stays exactly to the plot of the story. Okay, it's, trying to, fit into material. The, it's yes. trying to fit into the source material, not spin mm-hmm. off of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, got and it. And so in it, she, the author, writes from the perspective of Thorn Oakenshield right after he dies in Battle of the Five Armies. And it takes that timeline from right after Battle of the Five Armies all the way to it's almost finished now to the end and probably past um, Lord of the Rings. And so we essentially get to see all these dead dwarves be the peanut gallery of Lord of the Rings. And it's very Oh, she makes them into a Greek chorus in the back. Like, they're sort of all the dead they're all, dwarves. They're are all, just, like, watching. They're watching different events mm-hmm. of the... And it's, that's a great it's, premise. It's really, it's really wonderful, and I love it. And I've drawn 83 pictures for it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's... um and it's episodic. It's chapters. Or? It's, yes, there are. She. It's it's novel length, and it, it has appendices. Okay. And there's a there's a um, audiobook that is on chapter three right now. Wow. And is a she graphic reading? novel. No, no, no. The audiobook is um, created by Ricky Pulsiver and Heuristic Device. They're on Tumblr too, and archive of her own. And there's a graphic novel actually made by me. Okay. <laughs> and I'm not done with chapter one because it's, it's a very long. Right. Very long fan. So you're fiction. working on the graphic mm-hmm. novel of it? Yes. Okay. And uh Sansuk also brings in a lot of diversity. So there's a lot of women and a lot of people of different um, sexualities and genders that you don't get to see in Lord of the Rings. Sure. You wouldn't get to see any, it turns <laughs> yeah. out. Because Tolkien, so. it turns out, was just a white guy with his dick mm-hmm. in his hand. Not too much. <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, and, and so we we get, for example, there's a character who is a transgender elf. Okay. And there are wow. lots of, they're like, uh, dwarf, they're dwarves of color. Okay. And, uh, there are very also likable villains. There's, um, uh, uh. Like orcs and stuff that are. There, there's this really, uh, there's the daughter of Bolg mm-hmm. who fights Dane in the Battle of Dale, which is only mentioned in the calendar of Lord of the Rings. And right. So she it expands is on the, that. Right. She's like, we're mm-hmm. going to go with it because mm-hmm. it's now in canon. Mm-hmm. So she can do whatever she wants, quite yes. honestly. And it's, it's very interesting to see that perspective and every, it's, it's a huge ensemble character right. cast and she gives love to every single character. So nobody's left behind and that's what really makes it so yeah. wonderful. And yeah. she's been working on it for about three years now and it's almost finished. Wow. Mm-hmm. Does she do other stuff too? Or like, is she writing other, uh, I mean, that must take up all of her mm-hmm. like free time. Well, like I, I have a couple of friends who write fan fiction and mm-hmm. they have jobs. Yeah, she has a job and is she an adult. Yes, yeah, she is. Okay. So, so she's got a job and she's got a family too. Oh, and- good Lord. Okay. <laughs> so, so she does as much as she mm-hmm. can. And, but to your knowledge, that's the yes. one that she's concentrating it's on. It's worth now. the wait too. Oh yeah. Cause it can yeah. take a, little, a second. It takes, takes a while for the chapters to come out, but she gives this little, maybe a section of a paragraph to, as a preview, maybe a, Day or two before the okay. actual chapter comes out, and that's does really she nice. have a schedule? Does, does she have a schedule? Is it like <laughs> no. podcasting? No, no, okay. there's no schedule. Oh, fair enough. Because I mean, the thing is, is it's such a, a labor of love. I mean, podcasting mm-hmm. for me is a labor of love, but fan fiction, I think, even more so. Definitely. How many people are on the boards? A, a lot. There are a lot of people, and really, fan fiction. We write for ourselves, but it depends on the reaction. So if you write like a nice comment, people will feel inspired to keep writing. But like 
if you if you just like the story and yeah. move on, it doesn't really like we appreciate it, but it doesn't really resonate as much as people like say. I mean, writing, they just like clicks, yes. right? I mean, it's just a, a click saying I like this mm-hmm. versus an actual comment of yes. hey, I enjoyed this with a little bit of yeah, what like, you liked mm-hmm. is the way to really do it. Mm-hmm. And I, that's got to make you more part of the community too, because then you actually get to interact with the authors and and or or you as an author get to interact with the fans. Right? Yes, and then you can also take uh, is there advice too? Is yeah, is there um. Sort of a an etiquette? Uh I'd say maybe. I mean, does it get trolly or uh no. Usually people are really polite, but every once in a while there'll be like a, a hateful comment and they'll just point out perhaps spelling mistakes or grammar or, or sometimes people will politely point out uh canon mistakes but okay. if if they're trying to stay with the canon, but some people will just be like, I don't like this pairing, why did you write it? With these people, and that's just unnecessary hate. And yeah, it, well, how is that gonna? Don't read it. It doesn't help. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't read it. Uh, there's another. Turns out there's thirteen a thousand other fan yeah. fiction things that you can read, and you're like, well, if you uh-huh. don't like it, it's there has to be another one out there that you could read mm-hmm. that doesn't involve Hama and Thor and Oakenfield, <laughs> you know, yeah, in a hot, hot embrace. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> oh, there, there are some, uh, there are some ships out there. I am part of a very very um stupid blog that and my friend created <laughs> that you would thoroughly enjoy yes my Fair friend enough. created the ship Thordolf, which is thor and oka shield and gandalf and they're <laughs> planning on maybe doing a live blog of it <laughs> uh, it's it's always interesting when the very tall date the very short yeah anyway it's uh i want that there to be something i uh, i do a show called competitive erotic fan fiction Whoa. and it's a live show with stand-up comics writing you get to pick right you get to pick whatever uh-huh. thing you want to write about but there's two different there's mm-hmm. two different rounds essentially the first round has four people that have picked something and written something and the second round are people that the audience suggests what mm-hmm. they're writing about and the guy who runs it Brian Cook it's a podcast as well on Nerdist and uh but he has an it, he has a litany of things that you cannot suggest as an audience member mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings Harry Potter Pokemon it's just like the SpongeBob yeah. things have been covered and <laughs> yeah. he's like pick something new and interesting and mm-hmm. um McDonald toys how about that <laughs> and uh, so i always do the pre-written ones because mm-hmm. I did, I think I've tried the, the, the bucket thing one time and mm-hmm. it, well, it was horrible. I was not good at it and I did not have fun. So, uh, but the, my, one of my favorite ones I did, um, I did a, a Magic the Gathering uh, one where I picked two of the characters, like two of the walkers and a, a black, um, wizard and a blue wizard. And the black wizard was a lady and the blue wizard was a fella. Mm-hmm. And I forget their offhand forgetting the name. Someone's yelling at their iPod. <laughs> anyway, uh, but, uh, the black wizard, my favorite thing that I wrote was that I, uh, I killed the black wizard, killed the blue wizard in sex play. And oh. then she resurrected him cause she's a necromancer Ooh. and said, you forgot your safe word. Anyway, so, uh, but the, um, but what are your favorite, um, yeah, what what are do you have favorite so like have you come up with amazing plots that you're I, like I'm super proud of this? Well, uh I had I had one once, but yeah, I love time travel um alternate universe fanfics and also when people expand on the universe or they like change it all together for uh 
What's a okay? Yeah. So you like time travel? Mm-hmm. You like alternate universes? I love them. <laughs> and you love when people change uh, like, an, an existing universe entirely? Yes. What's uh, that? Which one? Um, what what is what's an example of that? Um, like what's the existing universe and what the hell did they do to it? Um, <laughs> for example, um, my friend's fanfic, which is a series too, it's called Clarity of Vision, and she wrote rewrote the entire Hobbit. Okay, and. It's like novel form also, and there's a series, so there's also letters, and then there's also a rewrite of The Lord of the Rings and an appendices, and it's very long, and it's very wonderful, and all the text- Super fiddly, that sounds awesome. All the text emulates Tolkien's, like, speech, and everything, it's all canon compliant, though it's changed, and the prompt was, what if Erebor never, never fell, and- so that changes the okay, entire Okay, remind quest. people who er- Erebor is an Erebor old... is um, the, the mountain elf. that the dwarves live in. Oh, it is dwarves. <laughs> it's been a long time. So tell me. Yeah. Make, make me make me know. Clarity of Vision is a rewrite no, of the Hobbit. No, Erebor. Tell oh, the, Erebor. T- yeah. T- tell Erebor is a mountain. R- right. And full where? Of money. And Smaug was a dragon that lived in the mountain after he stole it from the dwarves. And in the Hobbit. and the original and in the original mm-hmm. story, it was not in the Silmarillion. Was it in the Silmarillion, no, no, no. or was it in uh, the, the appendices of the Lord of the Rings? It was in the Hobbit. It's the entire. That's the main story. Erebor. No, the, the story it. of Erebor mm-hmm. is. Oh, the is, story of Erebor. Yeah. Um, there you go. There's some in the appendices, and they do mention a bit of the backstory in the actual Hobbit. Right, bit, right. Yeah. It's in passing, but it's mm-hmm. mostly the appendices of the yeah. Lord of the Rings, right? Okay, there we go. So, uh, Erebor is the mountain that Smog the, um, the dragon lives in, mm-hmm. just so that people know back when the, when the dwarves had their own, it was one of the kingdoms of the dwarves and it was yeah. the main one. And, um, it's where a lot of mithril was, uh, being worked, but it was not where it was mined because it was mined in Moria. Thank you. And, awesome. uh, <laughs> so, um, but so, so she takes if Erebor if if the dwarves had kept Erebor, mm-hmm. the fan fiction writer just sort of kept that dialogue going, yes, essentially, or that timeline. Going. And so she takes the idea of gold sickness affecting um, the king of the dwarves, Thor, and it since Erebor never fell, it affects like the personalities of some characters, and so that affects the quest. And so Bilbo actually goes on the quest a couple years earlier, and it's a completely different quest. And they go to different, they go to the west instead of the east. Oh, interesting. And then it's a slash fix, so Bag and Shield happens, and they okay. fall in love. Sure. But so the second part of the series, which is the letters, uh, it spans the time that it takes. Between the rewrite of The Hobbit and the rewrite of The Lord of the Rings. Okay. And since the quest for not Erebor takes, it takes place earlier, the Lord of the, the Lord of the Rings rewrite takes place earlier too. And so it's about 20, maybe 30 years earlier. Okay. And so through the letters, you get to see how it affects the characters without actually having to read any of the, like, exposition. And then that makes, that made the segue for the Lord of the Rings rewrite, which had a much larger fellowship, larger cast, and it had a. Uh, they went farther places, and they went to the east, and they went actually to Nurn, which is the kind of country inside of Mordor. So 
Morgoth okay. has all those mountains, and if you look at a map, there's Nurn, and then there's like the Sea of Nurn. And so they talk about the people there, and they go even farther, like into Harad, and they meet the two blue wizards that are only mentioned in passion, passing in Silmarillion, the Appendices, and in The Hobbit. Okay. And we get to see the culture of um, more people of color down there, and it's very expanded. And it's very interesting. You get to see That's- the Entwives. Oh, okay. It's, oh, you get to meet the Entwives? Yeah. Oh, good. And I've always wanted to meet the Entwives. So it's And in it's fan fiction, cool. you get to. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, do you think, I th- all of the people that I know who write fan fiction are women. Mm-hmm. I don't know a lot of men who write fan fiction, um, but I don't know a lot of, I don't know. I know a lot of men. I was about to say I don't know a lot of men. I know more men than women, probably. But I don't know a lot of men who write fan fiction. But it's yeah. interesting because I also think that there's a lot of sort of, like people of you know just black nerds man who are mm. like finally fan fiction I'm mm-hmm. going to do this because uh you saw the the new Star Wars movie mm-hmm. and it was just it was neat mm-hmm. right that there were just all different kinds of people I th- I swear to god I saw like an Indian guy or a Pakistani dude I loved it in the for like a bad guy like a like a crazy Nazi Pakistani dude <laughs> on the in the in the in the first rule or the first whatever first order thank you in the first order uh, cockpit of yeah. the of the planet that guy was just standing there and he had I think one or two lines and I was like oh my god and then and then you'd see like just women running by to go work ships I know and, and it was it was, it was pretty awesome. awesome yeah so it feels like like yes. sort of an embracing of. And mm-hmm. fan fiction must be entirely like that, where you're like, yeah. I'm finally going to write. Because when I was a kid, I, I, you know, I played Star Wars and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. I had to create new characters anyway so that I could hang out with Luke and Han. And because mm-hmm. and, I didn't want to be Leia. I would yeah. be, I'm willing to hang out with Leia. She seemed very cool and mm-hmm. had her shit together. Yeah. But I would like, I would, you know, I didn't. I didn't really want to be Leia because she was stuck, you know, sort of in the command center the whole time. She didn't get to go out and get her hands dirty. And, mm-hmm. and like when I, um, when I was a kid, I, I used to play Tarzan a lot. Uh, I don't know uh, if you've ever seen the Johnny Weissmiller Tarzan movies, <gasps> but they're pretty fun. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, him and Jane find a, a baby in the, in the jungle. Why oh. wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? And, uh, but it's a baby boy and they name that kid. Boy, uh, they're not very bright. And, uh, and I always wrote fan, I, I essentially, I wrote fan fiction mm-hmm. as a kid, but I didn't write it. I ah. should have written it. It was, it was, I understand in the seventies there was a way to write fan fiction where you would write it and then mail it to a place. Oh. And they would print it and then mail it back to you in a little uh. magazine that everybody got. And, um, I've heard about that and I've heard about, like sort of, yeah. There's there was there was games that you could do via the mail and stuff. Mm. The internet is amazing. It yeah. turns out. it's uh, instantaneous. But uh, I always, uh, I always played essentially boy, and Tarzan was uh, tar- they found a girl kid. Why not? <laughs> and then I got a knife. Anyway, yeah. so uh, but so it's cool that fan fiction is is mm. it, it can be transgendered and it can yeah. be black and it can be Puerto Rican and you can get some Mexicans involved and you can get some Chinese people and some Asians and some, yeah. thank God the Indonesians finally have a chance to be heroes. Yeah. Because they aren't in any movies ever. And I love Indonesia. Yeah. Fan fiction is a uh, very inclusive. Also fan art too. It, oh, right. It depends on the people's interpretation of the character, but 
you can make you can make Gandalf black. It doesn't matter. It, I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, because it's a fic- It turns out it's fiction. There was fiction. a there, there's some sort of hoopla because the casting of the new Harry Potter. Oh, Hermione is uh, is black, black. And, yeah. and there seems to be some sort of issue where you're She's like a beautiful actress. I'm excited. I'm excited, and it's about magic. It's the curse. What child. part? <laughs> right. How could you? Uh, what part don't you believe? That she's black or that there's magic? She has frizzy hair and dark eyes and- That's right, I that's mean, what, uh, J.K. Rowling was I like, mean, calm yourself. However, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited, I'm, I'm, uh, it's, but it's starting in London, right? Yeah, West End, so, so I won't get to see it. Right, me neither. But, uh, <laughs> until it makes it, it might make it to Los Angeles, we mm-hmm. don't know. And, uh, so, what else? Let's, so is it all, is there Hamilton? Like, oh my you- God, there are, there is Hamilton fan fiction. <laughs> There's Hamilton fan fiction. <laughs> Lin Manuel okay. Miranda has read some because okay. once he found out, he went on Ao3. <laughs> yeah, There's well, a, I may a lot. need to go look at Hamilton fan fiction because <laughs> uh, I have gone down a rabbit hole of, of Revolutionary War history, like oh, yes. real history. Same. With, uh, like, I, I, uh, have you read the Sarah Vowell book? I have not, but I'm reading the biography of Alexander Hamilton by Ron Chernow right now. Which is the one that he based it on? Yes. The 700 page, mm, whatever? 819 page. Oh, there you go. I mm. read an article that said it was 700 pages. So, uh, but the, uh, so you're reading essentially that guy's. Have you read any stuff on Burr? Uh, I, I like to read Lambs, which is John What's Lawrence Lambs? and Alexander Hamilton. But it, most people, when they write the Hamilton fan fiction, they use the characters from the musical. Yeah. And I've only read a couple that use the actual historical figures. And when they do write with the historical figures, they're very accurate. But usually the Hamilton well, fan fiction is all, actors? uh, yeah, they use like the actors. So most of the Hamilton fan fiction is college uh, alternate universe stuff. So they'll have... Oh, it's them going to Princeton and King's College. Yes, essentially. Okay. <laughs> and it'll be like modern day and... <laughs> That's awesome. And Marquis de Lafayette will... Most likely, it seems to be accepted now that um, they'll be um, non-binary. And, and so that... What do you that's, mean by that? So they... Uh, I see, it seems that like the fandom has accepted that the kind of modern alternate universe version of Marquis de Lafayette is non-binary. And it's just a thing that someone came up with and everyone has just kind of accepted it because it's pretty cool. What does it mean though? Uh, non-binary, non-binary means, means what? Non-binary means that you do not uh, identify with the gender of male or female. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's an actual term mm-hmm. in life? Yes. Interesting. Yes. So, so the, the Lafayette can be either male or female. Is that, that what I'm um, in the that's, fanfic? That's, that's gender fluid, but, uh, Lafayette, they can be whatever they want to be. Okay. And it's whatever the person decides. And the common one that I've seen is that they're non-binary. And so they'll use they pronouns instead and it'll just oh. be non-specified. So they'll wear dresses or they will, they'll wear a suit and it'll just be, Okay. You know, in the Saraval, uh, history book of the Marquis de Lafayette, mm-hmm. which is, um, a fascinating, it's a, fa- it's a, it's a great book about, um, the, the guy. First of all, I don't mean to blow your mind, but the Hamilton musical, not entirely historically accurate. Yeah. Uh, I know. They didn't really meet. I'm, I'm cool not in with order, it. Yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm cool with it. Not at and, all, all uh, at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. But the, but my favorite thing was, uh, Saraval has this whole chapter about, about how the, 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 
France getting involved in the, in the, in the Revolutionary War and how there was a guy who's a, he was sent to London to, mm. he was sent to London to talk to a, a French spy who had defected to London and it was a spy who dressed, uh, who had, who had worked with both, who, who had been in the Russian court as mm. a woman and in the French court as a man. Mm. And, this is a real person in 1757 and 60, you know, for 10 years mm-hmm. was both a man and a woman in all the courts. And so the playwright that they sent to talk to him, cause they were like, Hey, we don't want you selling French secrets to the British, please. Uh, mm-hmm. could you come back to France and we won't put you in prison? Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, he, she, uh, because, um, yeah, uh, the spy was like, well, I don't really want to. I mean, I don't want to go to prison. And, uh, <laughs> and the, the, the representative from the French, uh, court said, here's the deal. You can come back and you will not be prosecuted if you promise to live out your life as a woman. Hmm. And the spy was like, okay, I'll do that. And then, um, I forget. I can't, and I've listened to the book twice on tape huh. is I can't remember whether they were born a man or a woman. I think. I think they, the person was born a man, but it doesn't matter because they were like, well, I'm not using that part and I'm, I would like to wear a dress. So yeah. it, it didn't really matter to me. And, uh, but the, but it was a fascinating story. If you get a chance, mm-hmm. uh, make your dad buy it on Audible. Definitely. So, uh, by the way, it's Fishing Dwaros. Fishy Dwaros. Fishy, F-I-S-H-Y-D-W-A-R-R-O-W-S on archiveofourown.com. And if people go to archiveofourown.com and to yours, do they have are there links from yours to stuff that you like? Oh, well, yes, there's like sort there's of a, a favorited a tag list. Yeah, a favorited tag list yes. on the side. And it'll and it'll list how many fandoms you've written for and I've oh, only cool. written for one. Well, it's all the hobbit. <laughs> it's all the hobbit. It's all now. It's uh yeah, you have the rest of your life ahead of you. So <laughs> so the Hamilton stuff mm-hmm. is it um yeah, so I I enjoy the I enjoy Hamilton a fair amount mm-hmm. as uh, as I think has been established because two or three episodes ago was just entirely me and a guy named Pat Sussmilch just talking about how much we loved Hamilton even though neither of us have seen Hamilton. Hamilton is awesome. I've never seen it either. I I love it. I've made a comic of it. It's excellent. So, uh, but uh, it was so. What's the are, so the the fandom? Are they are they doing the the women? Oh yes. Because yeah. that's gotta be. There's, uh. Angelica, there's, the sisters? The there's Skylar like, sisters? a, there's Eliza, Ham, there's Eliza Scott, Skylar Hamilton and Mariah Reynolds okay. fanfic. Oh, that. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's a little brutal. Uh, <laughs> and huh. I'm sure this other, that's the only one that I've seen. Right. So far. Which I think the same actress plays Peggy. Mm, yes. So it's her sister. Mm-hmm. That's very funny. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right then. Yes. But the most popular one is John Lawrence and Alexander Hamilton because it has been speculated that they perhaps had an actual relationship. Oh, okay. So there's a lot of stuff on that. Okay. And I've read some good ones. I've read one fanfic that was completely just letters and it was, and it. Oh, that makes total sense. Yes. And it emulated their voices so well. You could tell that this person had read their writings. Okay. It was very Written sad. Written in the style. Of course it was. It was oh so my god. sad at the end. Aw. I cried. <laughs> it's, I bet. I, I was listening to the second act. Oh. 
the first, and I'm driving and listening to it, and I'm like bawling in my car. I'm yeah. like, no, wait, his son and, and the Philip. thing is, poor Philip. And it was, have you been watching the Ham for Ham? Yes. And did you see the one with all the kids? Yes. That was a very cute one. Mm-hmm. And um, but the I love the Skylar Georges. Oh, the Skylar Georges were awesome. Yeah, that that was uh, Andy sent me that one. It's my favorite. All right, you, uh, you guys go back to look up Ham for Ham, and then the Skylar. It's probably called the Skylar Georges. Yes, it's essentially um, three of the um, men who play King George, King George, the alternates acting, acts. Wow, <laughs> acting, uh, uh, lip syncing the 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 Skylar sister uh, song song. <laughs> Wow. Uh, I talk for a living and uh, so excited. Cannot form sentences. Anyway, so what uh, or is there Mad Max? Because you um, also enjoy Mad Max, right? Fury I, I'm, Road? I'm pretty sure there is Mad Max fan fiction. I've seen or do a you lot just of like, art. Or do you just like the movie? Because your dad just, sent me I a like list of things that you like. Oh. And I was like, well, why don't you ask her to write me a list of things that she likes? Oh, he does and, that a lot. <laughs> oh, he has an exact. He makes it. But, Dads will make an executive decision for you. Yeah, and uh, I, uh, I, I saw Mad Max a lot. We, we own I, it. I loved it. Do you guys have it yet? I or? got it for Christmas. Oh, good. I feel accomplished. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. And we were um, watching all the um, behind the scenes. Yeah. Yesterday. Oh, cool. So yeah, that was really awesome. If you haven't seen Mad Max Fury Road, folks, um, get out there. I, uh, I was talking to my friend Dan Telfer and I said, I was trying to figure out which I liked better was The Force Awakens or Mad Max. It's hard. Right. And Dan Telfer said something I thought was very important and very dark foresty. He said, why would you, why would you have to pick? Why can't you just like both of them? But I have to say, cause my expectations were, I was more afraid for Star Wars. Yeah. And Mad Max, I genuinely had no expectations. So mm-hmm. that's how much I loved. So I just loved that. And so it was fine. Yes. What, um, but you, uh, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's fan fiction for it. What other fan fiction uh, are you reading? You're reading some Hamilton. You're reading uh, some Lord <laughs> of the Rings. Well, and... the the Harry Potter oh, fanfic. Just, that oh, I right, read. right. Yeah, it's called the Leia Coons Children. The first one is called Stealing Harry, and it's the rewrite of. It's also another changing all of it, and it's what had happened if Sirius Black had not been imprisoned, and instead Lucius Malfoy did, and him finding out that Harry was being abu- abused by his aunt and uncle, and so he essentially steals them away, and Harry Potter grows up with Sirius Black and Remus Lupin, Lupin instead. And there's some ships and stuff. Black. Oh, if Sirius Black didn't get sent to... I got, man, yes. I got too many... Too, too many characters. Too many two-syllable weird I-U-S uh, <laughs> names uh, have got me. Okay, so Sirius Black does not get sent to Azkaban. Yes. Remus and Sirius continue to be friends, yes. and more so, no doubt, because yeah. yes. and then um, and they end up with they, a bookstore. Yes, because they want to keep an eye on Harry because they find out that he's been sent oh that to he's live. being poorly no poorly that he's raised. been sent to live with them, so they're okay. keeping an eye on him. And then one day, Sirius finds out what happens, and so he's like, "We need to, we need to take this kid and." Just make his life better because these people are treating him horribly. Right. And so it takes that and then it expands on it through three books. It right. It there's three novel length. Wow. And then it's just novel length on fan fiction. About fifty thousand words. Okay. I'd say because that's about the length of um 
uh, I'd say the, the Chamber of Secrets. Okay. And the length of the Lord of the Rings is like 175,000 something right. words. And so that's, that's about how long an actual novel would be. Right. As opposed to like the new novels, which are all mm-hmm. way too long, quite honestly. <laughs> I like a 220 page. If you're going to write a novel, Chop, chop. Get to it. Tell me the story. Get the hell out. I don't need Patrick Rothfuss. Uh, day one, 400 pages. Day two, 400 pages. It's okay. It can be 220 pages. I'll still give you $8 for the book. I promise. And uh, so, but um, yeah. Did you read that? Any of the Name of the Wind business? Oh, I have not read The Name of the Wind yet. My friend recommended it to me and I've been meaning to get to read that. Well, had time. I liked it. And then Andy Ashcraft, uh, my beloved husband, told me that because he read it and he was like, oh, he's just writing his first D&D character. And I was like, what do you mean? I don't know. I don't know. I've only been playing D&D for 10 years, not 30. And he goes, well, he's good at everything. He's like, he's <laughs> the best bard. He's the best wizard. He's the best magic user. He's the best... uh uh, he's everything. He's good with the ladies. He's good with, I mean, he's like, he, there isn't anything he isn't good at. And it's, he's the best ranger. He's the, you're like, and I'm like, Oh, you're right. And he goes, no, I, I mean, you should still like it. And I was like, no, I'm so sorry to say you've ruined it. Now. And he goes, Oh shit. I feel horrible. <laughs> and uh, so I, I only read the first one, but I thoroughly enjoyed the first one. Because it was, you know, I love a coming of age story. Mm-hmm. I love a twelve-year-old who uh, he or she has to figure some shit out. Have you read any Ursula Le Guin? Mm, I th- not yet. Uh, Earthsea trilogy. Does that sound no, familiar? No, no. You might like. You might like because you read the Cage Baker books, right? I did. And that um, love them. Those are good. Those are good. Um, what was your so the Cage Baker books? We have talked about it before. Cage Baker was on the Dork Forest many years ago before she passed away. Very sad. Now uh, the Company series, of course, is the mm-hmm. the series that she finished before she died. Yes, and then she has a three book fantasy series, mm-hmm. which is awesome, or at least takes place in the same uh, universe. And then she has yeah. a bunch of one offs. Yeah, that set in the middle of the the timeline mm-hmm. because it's a time travel sh- show. And uh time travel show, time travel <laughs> story. You said you also liked um time travel uh, fanfic. Yes. Is there, what's the time travel fanfic that's so out there? The usual trope, like for, again, the Hobbit, Lord of the Rings is a main character or a character goes back and tries to fix something, save someone who who's died. There's also sort of the Groundhog's Day trope, which is someone relives this horrible event over and over again. Okay. Uh, until they the, change it, yes, or until or until it changes. So, okay. though the stars walk backward is a fan fiction written by two of my friends, mm-hmm. and it's a collaborative effort, and it's about Bilbo reliving the battle of the the day that he betrays Thorn and almost gets thrown off by the thrown off of the ramparts. Right, and then it's like it has some it has like effect to do with the ring, and then. Keely also starts reliving it. So there's like, there's Bag and Shield and, and there's another ship. Okay. And so it just keeps repeating and it's, it's very, very angsty and gory and, but it's, <laughs> oh, it's right, wonderful. Oh, right. It's reliving the battle yeah. over and over again. And, so it, the and kids sometimes, and everyone, or? everyone dies in different ways and it's kind of oh, horrible. Wow. wow. <laughs> right. Cause you can rewrite that battle a thousand mm-hmm. ways and okay. Yes. Well, Brian Upton, who has been on the program, had a great idea for a TV show where it would be, 
It would be a dramedy. It'd be an hour long TV show and, and it would be set on the Titanic. Mm. And every week the Titanic would sink <laughs> and you would follow different people on the boat. Oh, that's. And, uh, <laughs> so you would see, like you would, and you would find out at the end of the episode if they lived or died. Huh. And you could center it around the band. Which stayed till the, till the end, right? So you know yeah. the band is always going to be there. And uh-huh. you can see people pass in the background every single week where they're <laughs> like, Oh, that guy, that was two episodes ago. Oh, that guy died. Oh, that guy, <laughs> oh, that lady lived. Oh, good for her. And, uh, and you can, like, it'd be like a Groundhog Day kind of thing where yeah. you would see the same scenes over and over again, but you'd follow a different character from, mm-hmm. and, I quite honestly would watch that show. I would watch that. That would be a, that would be a hilarious. Brian Upton, uh, somehow talked to Hollywood. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the, the idea that, that they're reliving, so that would be the time travel. So they would try to stop Keely from dying. Uh huh. Or stop Thorn from dying or, or stop all some, three of them. I have a theory that it, when, when time travel is invented, because mm-hmm. I think we're very smart as people. Uh, but we're also the dumbest. So what we're going to do is we're going to, that's how we're going to extinct ourselves. Because if there was a time travel machine, mm-hmm. we will line up like lemmings and say stuff like, I've always wanted to see real pirates oh. dead off. And, you know, oh, what would dinosaurs really be like? What was mm. Pompeii like right before the volcano left? And, uh, <laughs> you know, and then we would just die one at a time as we went back in time to kill Hitler or to stop slavery. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't work. There was, there's another one, uh, had an episode with, uh, Balugan Ojitabe, who is a writer out of Atlanta, Georgia, and he writes steam funk. And it is African American steampunk. And his most fam- his most popular series is, uh, The Chronicles of Harriet Tubman. Hmm. And it's essentially Harriet Tubman after the Civil War and the Underground Railroad is an underground railroad, a steam run railroad under the earth. Oh. And her, and John Wilkes Booth is still alive. So it's an alternate history. You hmm. might like it. Chronicles of, uh, Harriet Tubman. And, um, because she's like a James Bondy spy now for the the government, mm-hmm. and John Wilkes Booth just hates her and tries to <laughs> set her up, and uh, and so it's like that. Uh, so that is more Hobbit. Uh, oh right. So what about alternate universes? Oh, there are so many. the The standard is like coffee shop. AU. Every, what? Everyone work. It's like this character works at a coffee shop. This one goes in and then they flirt and then the per- character B keeps coming into the coffee shop because they have been enticed by character A. And that's like the, the most. That's a romance novel. What's happening? It's the most rudimentary, um, rudimentary uh, AU alternate universe. Okay, so what they're doing is they're taking characters yes, and they're putting from them anywhere, else. Yeah. and they're just putting them into the coffee shop. Yes, you could take high, you could take characters from like a high school novel and put them in the zombie apocalypse. So you take people from the zombie apocalypse and put them in Target. Oh, okay. So it's it's okay. essentially seeing how they react in that environment and uh, what it would be like. So there's a lot of modern stuff you could do. Okay, so you can bring them if into the fantasy, present. Yeah. Yep. If it's fantasy, a lot of people do modern AUs, so they have so sometimes people will retell stories with modern stuff, right? And it's very interesting. And there's like reincarnation AUs. So when so this character from a fantasy novel will have reincarnated in the modern world and maybe not understand Got all it. the technology and oh, stuff. Oh, right, right. 
And sometimes there'll be crossovers. And so I've seen people take like Hobbit characters and put them in Sherlock. Oh, wow. And so it'll be Bilbo is our, since Martin Freeman plays Watson, Watson. in Sherlock, they'll have Bilbo be Bill Baggins and oh. Smaug will be Sherlock <laughs> and Thorne will be like. That's awesome. Yes. And, and Gandalf was like, I in one of them I read Gandalf made up a fake name and he was James Bond. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> right, because, well, and, and Ian McCullen has been in so many things mm-hmm. that you could, wow. Is anyone doing any sort of, <laughs> like, taking the famous people from, like, if you took Alan Rickman <laughs> from Die Hard and, or from Harry Potter and then just stuck him into, like, Macbeth. I wonder if there's any Shakespeare There kind is of, Macbeth fanfiction. I bet you there's Shakespeare I've fan found, fiction. I've found Macbeth fanfic. It's, have you read any Shakespeare? I, I have, I have not. I have not. I have. I've read Macbeth. I've read Midsummer Night's Dream. I've read Romeo and Juliet, Juliet, which I did not like. And I, well, I didn't even like West Side Story. So yeah. it turned out it's really sad at the end. <laughs> they seem to be idiots. Anyway, so, uh, but they're 14. So, uh, no offense. I know you're 15. So, but the, uh, oh, by the way, let me just tell people it's fishy dwaros on archiveofourown.com. Yep. And, um, so I know I've done actually I've done that alternate reality when I was a kid and I used to play uh down in the basement we had a furnace and I was in charge of cleaning the basement uh and uh so I would spend an hour down there and the the furnace was my time machine mm-hmm. and so I was boy from Tarzan and I remember uh taking the time machine and being on the bridge of Star Trek oh. and uh so there was a quite quite an alternate universe where I was like oh I get to go on the away team that'll be great I have my knife <laughs> and uh so I uh <clears throat> you have to remember I was 11. So which by the way too old. Anyway, so but uh perfectly fine. And what I never realized is that my stepmother could hear because I would just talk to myself and and act out all of the scenes. She could hear everything <laughs> through the vents in the house. Oh. When I was in college, she was like, "You know I could hear. I could totally hear everything." I was like, "God damn it." <laughs> no. <laughs> so whatever. So what are your favorites um that you would recommend for people? Oh, well I I've already you, you've said, been rattled. Yeah. I've read I've said two. San Suk by Detter Mamfid. D E T E R M A M F I D D. D E T E R M I M A M M A M F I D D. F I D D. Okay. Sansuk has a as an e on the end, right? No. No, it's just S A N S U K H. Yes. S U K H. There you go. All right. So more of that. And then the, I would say the Clarity of Purpose series. The mm-hmm. first one is called Clarity of Vision. It's by Mithen, M-I-T-H-E-N. Okay. And. And this the, is mostly all. This is all like Lord, Lord of the, of the Rings, Rings Hobbit, yeah. Hobbit world, right? Mm-hmm. Tolkien world. Yeah. The Leia Coons children, which is the Harry Potter. Right. Fic is called, is spelled a L-A-O-C. O-O-N, I think. Okay. I'm not quite sure about that Fair one. enough. It's uh, People can look it up. Mm-hmm. And, and and then my phone rang. <laughs> it's a classic. And some people hate it. Other people find it uh, endearing. Uh, and then The Starless Road by Emily N. Rose. Yeah. Which is how you spell the name Emily, E-N, the spell the word Rose, which is a Silmarillion fan fiction. And it's What's really that well one about? Written. It's about saving Mithros from the void and his own guilt. 
and it's oh, wow. pretty cool. There's giant spiders and dragons. Of course. Why wouldn't there be? Mm-hmm. And wow. an expected journey, which was the first back to the <laughs> fanfic I ever read. Okay. And it's time travel, and it's by Marie Jacqueline, and it's 80 chapters. 80 chapters, which 80 is chapters. a benefit. Wow. And there's a sequel, which is on hiatus right now. And, hmm. And this is all, it, fan fiction is mostly uh, prose, right? It's not, yes. there's not usually graphics to go well, with it or? Sansuk, that's, she puts in all of the fan art that people create. Okay. Except for the graphic novel, because that's a separate thing. Right. So, she will include, like, Every time she writes a new chapter, she'll update all of the art. So there'll be even more. So if you go back, if you read it the first time and then you go back and read it, there'll be more art. It'll, it's, oh, she'll it'll just keep expand. adding. Yes. Okay. And it's really nice to see everyone's interpretations of the characters. Oh, wow. And that's what's really cool about it. Same thing with the Clarity of Purpose series. She'll, Mithan will add art sometimes. Okay. And it's really cool. That's cool, but that, but, but like, when the person, like Sansuk doesn't do the drawings. No, 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 no. no. So other she, people do. Other, other like people a, do it and add to it. Yeah. And it's a sign that, that uh, the community really likes it too, mm-hmm. which is, as uh, like someone's a, willing to draw something. Yeah, there's like a mini fandom inside the Hobbit fandom that's all Sansuk, and there's yeah. a whole huge tag on Tumblr. There's like two. Are there fan fiction cons? Um, I wouldn't I say. No, no. I no. haven't seen, I haven't seen Mm-mm. such a thing. But there are, People will make like special events for fan fiction. For example, the Hobbit Big Bang 3.0 just started again. Okay. Which is, this is the third time it's doing it and it'll be, people will draw art and okay. they'll get beta readers. So they'll sign up and you get to read and proofread people's stuff. Okay. And what you'll do is you, people will draw art and then you'll have to write something off of the art or you'll get a prompt and you'll have to write something off of the prompt. Well, that's kind of fun. And so, we just had another one of those, and so there's like 92 new fanfics on wow. AO3 because of that. And it's really nice, and there's also – in the Hobbit fandom, we do uh, Secret Santas, and so we just had that too. With our, there's a lot of new art and a lot of new fanfics because you'll get a thing, and it'll it'll describe what so you want. E- you'll email people fanfic for a Secret Santa? Yes. Okay. So it's – or you'll dedicate it on the website. To, you can, like, you, you can write it as a gift to okay. that person. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And oh. you can post, like, audiobooks on the, on AO3 too. Mm-hmm. That's, for example, uh. Oh, that's interesting. I wrote a horror story and my friend recorded it Harry for Potter? my birthday. No, uh, Hobbit? Uh, Hobbit, yes. Hobbit, horror? Okay. Killed all of the characters. <laughs> and she recorded it for my birthday. Oh, And nice. gifted it to me and it was really sweet. That is really sweet. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of this uh, of this fan fiction community. I'm mm-hmm. glad that it's uh supportive and 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 interesting. Everybody, uh it's been we're we're going to call it an hour, you guys. Everybody, go to Fishy Dwaros, check out the tag list on the right mm-hmm. on archiveofourowns.com. There's there's some works there too. Yeah, you can read some works and uh super fun. And this has been The Dork Forest, The Next Generation. You know the rules. Take care of each other out there. Okay, bye. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. My hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. Thank we you. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?